Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not only the hot's getting hotter, the dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. <laughs> That'll be chiseled. <laughs> Gavin Newsom. Uh, I think it is a great quotes in American history chiseled in granite or marble or both can we expect stricter mm. mm-hmm. no we cannot we can't um, can we hear that again the Newsom quote again this is beautiful not only the hot's getting hotter the dry's getting drier the wets are getting a lot wetter mm. he didn't work in the word moist I mean think of the great great quotes you know uh, Lincoln Washington uh Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The answer is no. Oh, stop it. And, <laughs> with all due respect, stop it. Not only the hot's getting hotter, the dry's and, getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. And the rich are getting richer, just like Gavin. Hey, it's America. If you do it legally, that's fine. But JFK, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Ted Kennedy, when I returned, Mary Joe and the car were gone. Hero of Chappaquiddick. Uh, what else am I for you? Uh, um, um, uh, <laughs> oh, Newsom has so many. I, it should be. We're Sandy, ego. So if Gavin Newsom at some point, let's just, I don't wish anyone ill will. I just don't want him running the government. I want him to, you know, if he's there for several more terms, heaven forbid, I'm, I'm thinking we're still under emergency order by that point and all going stark raving berserk even more than now. But uh, if anything, on his tombstone, in, in, in 70 or 80 years, I don't wish him any ill will. The epitaph should be, we're not. not only the hot's getting hotter, the dry's not, getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. That's too much chiseling. For, that's two different things. So for the, for the big monument, the Newsom Monument, uh, which will be always well-oiled in Sacramento, uh, and it, <laughs> with a very long neck, it'll be, well, it'll be uh, one thing. The answer is no. But the epitaph. In, in many, many years, we wish you well, Gavin Newsom, should be, we're not out of the woods yet. Or the answer I'm, is no. Or I'm not out of the woods yet. Just a thought. Meanwhile, back to the debate last night. The fly is still trending. Um, James Herson joins us from Newsmax.com. He's, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. He's, he's an author. I he, love I love that Newsom soundbite. Mm-hmm. you got to put like a beatbox in back of it. It's a rap song. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the wet, Can we use Rapper's wet, Delight? You know, it oh. is. I mean, the wetter. The wets are getting wetter. The, <laughs> not only the hot's getting hotter, the dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. Mm-hmm. The hot, the hot, the hey. hot getting hotter. But then you had Nancy Pelosi today. They asked her, but she's got a little rhythm in there, too, which is surprising, uh, where she's talking about the, um, you know, Trump said he wasn't going to get a stimulus here. We're not going to bother before the election. Then he said, wait a minute. If you give me a straight stimulus, which is not meant to be pejorative or not that kind of straight or, or non-straight, um, it was about if you just say, hey, let's give every American 1200 bucks, I will sign that. And Nancy Pelosi goes, ain't going to happen. 
She's just getting down. You know, just it's like Hillary Clinton when she said, "I ain't nowhere as tired." Or 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 John Kerry getting folksy. Is this where I get me a hunting license back in two thousand four? So. Ah, the hots get hot, the wets get wet. What what was he talking about, the wets? Vernal pools? <laughs> I have no idea, but... I hope those aren't... The records me. also paint a... Uh, the, the records also paint a lot the of... The records also paint his tombstone the color of, hmm, water. Excuse me. Mm. I'm going to get me a beer. Oh, yeah, that was that was Carrie, too, wasn't it? Oh, no, that's no a, there was Elizabeth uh, Warren. Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to get me a beer. You know, on her. Not only the um, hot's hey, getting hotter, the, the way, dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. I sure hope he hasn't accidentally mentioned some <laughs> yeah. some gang names we didn't know about. Remember the yeah, wets. So, Andrew, as you started, you talked about the fly being trending. And, uh, and, and I'm suggesting team, that you're an agent as well. So are you representing the fly now, James Herson? Yes, I, I, you've seen his picture. The fly is now wearing a MAGA hat. I don't feel fly. no ways tired. <laughs> He's the fly 2.0. Uh, That's you know, another great any... epitaph, by the way. Technically, it should be 3.0 because Jeff Goldblum is 2.0. I don't feel oh, no worries right. tired. Right. No ways tired. Yeah. So be afraid. Be very afraid because the fly is emblematic, is a, is a demonstration of the fact that Mike Pence won. It's the media admitting that Mike Pence won because they don't want to talk about the debate. They want to talk about the fly. And now this word has appeared all over the social media from people like George Stephanopoulos, um, the fraud, Dan Rather is using it, mansplaining, mansplaining. You see, when uh, when Mike Pence was scoring points, when Mike Pence had the ultimate zinger, when he brought up plagiarism and said, you know, Joe Biden knows something about plagiarism. When that happened, well, basically Pence was just mansplaining. So it's what the liberals do when they have nothing else to fall on. They accuse the other side of bigotry. And this is, a, again, this woman who's being praised for breaking through glass ceilings, apparently the reason she did so poorly on the debate was because she's a woman. Oh. Hmm. Well, the debate, first of all, I said this at the start of the show, these debate formats where politicians of any sort have two minutes to respond, that just doesn't work. And if you have nine questions and, you know, nine segments and you, all you care about as a moderator is getting through those questions, no one cares if you get a good discussion going and we actually learn things about these candidates if you don't get the question six, seven, eight, and nine. Okay, they're not going to go, gee, I feel so shortchanged. Anytime it got interesting on either side where they got close to, because both sides sometimes didn't answer the question, but then they'd be out of time if they started trying to do that. So it's just an archaic thing that, that doesn't work. But Pence is pretty much unflappable, but sure enough, they had to go for the fly, and he had pink eye happening there. So obviously that could be a sign of COVID, and on and on and on. Um, Harris just did what she did in the other debates, including when she was debating our friend Tom Del Beccaro in the Senate race here in the primaries a few years ago. A, a, a lot of form, but the substance didn't get quite as deep as it could. And there were a lot of things that, that had they had more time could have been uh, dissected. So You know, it was, it was quite telling, uh, these flash polls that followed the debate. Um, because in the last debate, uh, you know, Trump versus Biden, Trump won two to one in a flash poll on Telemundo. So Telemundo tried it again on this debate, and uh, Pence won 
three to one, and Telemundo promptly deleted the poll. <laughs> so it's a, and there's ABC in San Francisco had a flash poll. San Francisco. And Which, by the way, is why. is more open than San Diego County. They are now orange, orange, and they're in the third tier. Not only the hot's getting hotter, the dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. <laughs> and in San Francisco, former Mayor well, uh, Newsom, you may be stepping in the wets. And, you know, that's because Newsom moved the goalpost and now added this equity feature where somehow counties have to demonstrate that COVID is distributed evenly throughout the county and the uh, minority and disadvantaged communities are not getting more COVID than the wealthier sections. Uh, he just, you know, they just add rules, kind of like the debate commission added rules. They just make them up. Well, and they're going to go to Zoom now for next week. And Trump says, I'm not going to do that. I'll have a rally. I'll do something else. And And now Nancy Pelosi this morning says, Quote, we are talking about the 25th Amendment tomorrow, because apparently she thinks Trump is now incapacitated and berserk. That's a pot kettle thing, by the way. Okay, so this is no coincidence. The debate commission, which is full of never-Trumpers, made that decision after the Pence victory, in part to change the subject, which they did. And Nancy Pelosi talking about the 25th Amendment is similar but it also shows a lack of confidence. You know, we, we have polls now from the media claiming that Biden's up by 20 plus points. If that were true, why would Pelosi be trying to still get rid of President Trump in a non-electoral fashion? They would be confident. They would be uh, they wouldn't be hiring 800 lawyers and changing the rules about recounts and uh, extending the time for counting mail in ballots and ballot harvesting. They wouldn't be doing that. They'd be confident. That's because the polls are bogus and because this debate was big. It's going to have a big effect on the election because the public knows that Joe Biden has the potential for not lasting very long if he were elected and that Kamala is uh, Kamala Harris is a heartbeat away, and she's not ready. Uh, she demonstrated that. She did, well, now you're just are you mansplaining to another guy in case of me here? Is this being unfair? Because again, she she checks many boxes, um, and this is the gotcha. And of course, then Pence is a very white guy. Uh, it's, it's it's how he is, and his hair is white too. In the fly, I mean, there's this has so much like okay, it's got landmines rhetorically, and in the in the woke culture all over it. Uh, I just wonder if if Kamala Harris could, uh, you know, did she? If you watch the debate, you think she did a lot better than if you listened to it. But you know, there was not an interruption for right? she. She did do the first interruption, by the way, just like Biden did the first four last week. For those of you playing along at home and Wait, keeping Mark. score. I'm speaking, Mark. I'm, I'm speaking. I, you were, yes. I'm speaking. Well, I was Mark. thinking. Okay. You know, and by the way, when two straight white males converse as we are, can we mansplain? I don't think we can. I don't. Never be too can. judgmental because in Gavin Newsom's California, you remember what he said about the various <laughs> contrasting people groups, the, 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 the wets and the... Not only the hot's getting hotter, the yeah. dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. Boom, chaka, 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 boom. <laughs> so... If the dries decide in the morning that they identify as wets, then they would undoubtedly get wetter. Hmm. These are deep thoughts, and we'll concentrate uh, through the rest of the day. We'll focus on those. Uh, the day is young. It's going to get crazier on all fronts. JamesHerson.com is where you find him. Yo, there's a cough. You all right? 
You okay? <laughs> Lord. No, I'm laughing. I'm okay, laughing. good. I want to make sure there's no COVIDian stuff happening there. All right, see you later, buddy. Stay safe. More in a minute and more on the – oh, our friend Marsha Blackburn, senator who was on the show the other day, senator from Tennessee, survived The View this morning. Oh, she didn't just survive. I'll tell you more about that coming up next here on San Diego's Talk AM 760. iHeartRadio is the number one choice for music, radio, and podcasts all in one. No one anywhere makes it easier to hear everything you love in one free app. If you're not one of the tens of millions who have the app, download it for free, the iHeartRadio app today, and start listening and enjoying, as so many of us do and have for many, 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 many years. Also get information on 760radio.com. So earlier this week, we had uh, Marsha Blackburn, senator from Tennessee, uh, on with us on the show, and she was talking about things like the Supreme Court confirmation process is going to get done before the election. That's a lot of work, but she said, yep, going to do it. She also has a new book out, which we've mentioned. But she, uh, I think because of the book and because, I'll tell you, she's she's one of the gutsiest women I know, went to the, uh, the uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm restraining what I'm calling it, the uh, <clears throat> the place where they do the view with the esteemed doctors of the view, Dr. Joy Behar presiding. And they were talking about last night's debate as well, and that's what they got into first. And Blackburn pointed out that Harris had touted the recession recovery effort under Obama and Biden, even though it was one of the slowest recoveries in American history. Joy Behar, though, she just went went nuts. And I'll spare you the audio. Um, but but this, <laughs> it, you talk about the interruption issue. And again, the first interruption last night, if you count facial expressions, it was definitely Kamala Harris. But the first audio interruption was also from Harris. And then Pence showed some incredible restraint, although both of them needed to answer questions at times. It's like, you didn't even get to it. But they had the two-minute limits, which doesn't help anybody. So Blackburn said, I thought it was interesting last night. Harris said uh, that Biden ran the Obama recovery. We know it was one of the slowest recoveries ever from a recession. Two percent. Joy Behar said, what? Or something to that effect. Blackburn said, economic growth and 192,000. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, Senator. I, Ma'am. I have to interrupt you, Behar said. It's only an hour show, but I have to interrupt you, ma'am, because that's not condescending at all. Because the way I saw it, President Obama left this country with a surplus, and now we're in a huge deficit, not to mention the thousands who are unemployed right now and don't even have food. Over one million children are going hungry in this country. I don't see there's anything to brag about, Behar said. But let me ask you this question. Trump is back in the Oval Office, even though he's likely, and then Blackburn jumped in and said, Hey, I have to jump in here. We weren't left with a surplus. There was not a surplus, excuse me, during when President Bush, Behar, it wasn't a deficit. Blackburn, left our office, uh, left, left office, our national debt was $10 trillion. When Obama left, it was over $22 trillion. Now, that's way too much. $10 trillion was way too much debt for me, but the thing is, no. We did not have a surplus. We have a growing federal debt. Behar says, well, the economy's now in the toilet. The economy's in the toilet, she said twice. And then it's crosstalk because they all start going, that ah, 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 they do in the view. With all due respect, people are out of work. Children are not eating, madame. <laughs> wow. How can you brag about his administration? There are hungry children out there all right. Now, of course, all of this ignores the effect on the economy from the COVID deal. And the fact you've got a lot of people, including Gavin Newsom, 
And, and on the local level, Nathan Fletcher would say, well, let's not open things too quickly. Better safe than sorry while people are just dying on the bottom line and, and many businesses won't open again. Then it was Sonny Hostin's turn to aggressively interrogate Senator Blackburn on The View. After Behar's uh, histrionics about her not caring about starving children, Hostin uh, <laughs> resorted to calling Blackburn xenophobic. That's a big word. By the way, did you notice last night that Kamala Harris referred to Xi Jinping as Gigi Ping? I thought, who's, who's Gigi Ping? Um, and, and they got into this thing. Why well, are you saying it's about China? Sonny Hostin says to Marsha Blackburn, senator from Tennessee, can I ask you this? When the president did return to the White House earlier this week, you tweeted, you, Senator Blackburn, President Trump has once again defeated China. Now, aside from the blatant xenophobia in that tweet, and I don't think you meant to offend all of the Asian Americans and Asians you did offend by that tweet, then they took a commercial. Then they got civil. Apparently, they went back to the locker rooms and they said, ah, back it down. Then they were better. But they got a pounce on that. And if, if that was a Democrat senator, it would not be that at all. Just how it is. Now, a little contrast. If you heard our first hour today, we had Daryl Issa on in one segment, 10.05. We had... His opponent, Amar Kampanajar, at 10.35, gave them both 10 minutes, did their thing, asked them the same kind of questions. You can be the judge. Um, he said, well, you had to interrupt a couple of times. Well, only to keep him on time because I wanted to keep him to the same. We did 10 minutes each, timed it precisely. You can hear that on the podcast at 760radio.com. Uh, more coming up after the break, uh, more on the uh, – well, I, I gave uh, Wilma Wooten, Dr. Wooten, the chief health officer – here in San Diego County, uh, some kudos for for telling. Well, she said it in her own special way, but how the uh, the governor's admonition to to keep your mask on in between chewing bites, and you know, t- we've been told not to touch the mask a lot, but Newsom's like, oh, if you're out there, not even with other people, if you're out there with other members of your household, you're supposed to keep the mask on between bites and between sips. So Dr. Wooten talked about how you know, she's not all for that. But then she also made it clear she's all for some of these new metrics, it seems. We'll talk about what that is after the bottom of the hour and more adventures from last night's debate as well here. Our number, 800-760-5362. Um, the, uh, the ratings for last night's debate, by the way, the, the Veep debate fell to a 20-year low. The uh, president's been tweeting, making some comments. He called Kamala Harris, his words, a communist and a monster. So that's uh, now that's not trending as much as the fly on, on Mike Pence's head. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For two minutes and three seconds. And the Biden campaign, I got to hand this to him. They, on Twitter last night, were suddenly saying, uh, somebody, it wasn't Joe Biden. He doesn't do his own tweets. They're much too clever. You know Trump does his because of the, the Trumpiness of them. Uh, they're often very good. Sometimes they're like, wow, what was that? But Biden, right after the fly showed up, the at Joe Biden tweet, whoever does that, 
uh, tweeted that, uh, you know, there, there was a quote about the campaign on the fly. And uh, suddenly they had a link, which they actually linked to the IWillVote.com website. So that was it was clever. I don't think it was it was Joe doing his thing, but it, it said uh, pitch in five dollars to help this campaign fly. <laughs> San Diego's talk AM seven sixty. Mentioned yesterday how the mayor's race in San Diego is tightening up, according to the recent survey USA uh, Union Tribune etc. poll, where Barbara Bree and Todd Gloria are within a point, and the margin of error is bigger than that. We'll see. I'm going to talk about that tonight, or this afternoon, actually. 5.20, give or take a minute or two, on KUSI News. We'll be on television tonight talking about that. We're going to check in with Kristen Gaspar, county supervisor, in just a second. But I want her comments on, well, a lot of things, but especially on this new, uh, new and improved state metric that uh, was thrust upon us on Tuesday. And uh, Dr. Wooten, I, I, last hour I gave Dr. Wooten some props on, on <laughs> basically graciously telling the governor that we're, no, we're, we don't think it's a smart idea to touch our mask multiple times in between bites at a restaurant eating with our own families. So there's that. But then she also seemed to really embrace this whole new convoluted, will we ever get out of it, matrix that just just sounds like we're kind of stuck in these tiers and current color codes. Everybody uh, talks about uh, utilizing the hospitalization rates as um factors to determine whether we close or open. But remember, hospitalization is further downstream. That's why the focus is upstream on testing positivity and case rates, because there are a myriad of uh, different factors that contribute to our response. But the key focus is on uh, case rates and uh, testing positivity. Kristen Gaspar, County Supervisor. So have you been able to figure out this whole new matrix? So we talked to your fellow supervisor, Jim Desmond, yesterday. It seems like as these things go, a couple of days ago, we get the the latest new thing from the state, and then we all scramble to figure out what it means or if we can deal with it. And isn't the county already doing a lot of what they're asking other counties to do? Well, you're absolutely right. It takes a while for the dust to settle. And generally, when they release these things, they don't release it with a lot of detail. So it, it leads to a number of questions before the dust settles. That's what's happening right now. Here's the interesting thing about this equity uh, situation, this new metric. Months ago, we noticed a disproportionality within the San Diego region. And as you know, we've been on the forefront. We've been leaders in our response. Uh, that led to me writing a letter to our vice president because we noticed a pattern of a lot of cases popping up, especially in the South Bay and the border region. And we weren't alone. Imperial was in the same situation. So two days later, our vice president sent the chief medical officer for the federal government out here to visit with our clinical leadership team. We talked to him about the expatriate population that we were dealing with. These are people who are living um, on the other side of the border, but they can come back here to receive their health care. That was happening. We were getting a number of cases sent to us from Imperial because they were getting hit hard as one of the smallest counties. And then we had a lot of essential workers that go back and forth uh, between the border communities. And so I really needed them to focus early on a prevention strategy for San Diego that would stop that disproportionate rate of cases in the South Bay. 
And we begged the federal government for help on a testing site just north of the border. We asked them for resources where if an essential worker wanted to stay in a hotel, we would cover that instead of having them go back and forth. We asked for uh, PPE for Mexico as well. And lo and behold, the federal government was highly responsive. They agreed to foot 75% of this bill. We asked the governor to pay the other 25%, and the answer was no. Well, he says that a lot. Now, here's a question about that, because last night this even came up, I believe it's all one big blur sometimes, the the debate, because people will say about Pence and Trump, when they're trying to find anything, they'll say, well, you know, close down the borders, and, and there was no real reason to do that early on. Well, this seems to fly in the face of that. Our border has been closed for a long time for uh, anything other than essential work. Keep in mind, there's still a lot of trips every day for essential workforce coming across. Uh, But it's like we as a community, we're doing everything early on to address disproportionality in our communities. We were trying to make sure that people were aware if you lived in a multi-generational household, there's an elevated level of risk. So we were fighting fiercely on the local level and begging for Sacramento's support in a prevention strategy. And now it's interesting that we're being evaluated on this metric, but where was the governor when we really could have used some help? We ended up paying for these things on our own dime and with the resources that we had. And that's why San Diego is in better shape when it comes to this metric. I don't think it's going to hold us back in quite the same way that it will hold other communities back. But it's always tough to have one more thing thrown at you. I will say for Dr. Wooten, uh, the clip that you played about hospitalization, Mm -hmm. she has been at the table advocating for a metric, and it would be an adjustment since our governor loves these adjustment metrics. But basically, an adjustment metric for hospital capacity, it should be considered how strong our healthcare system is here locally. The limited number of COVID cases that are in the hospital right now should matter. Uh, and we should also keep in mind that from day one, not overwhelming the hospital system was the name of the game. We have to consider these things. So she has been advocating for San Diego in this way that hospital capacity should be recognized. Well, I was glad that she did, uh, you know, agree with me and others on this whole uh, this, this silly thing about uh, having to wear your mask up and down while you're chewing at a restaurant. Oh, it's unbelievable. Sipping. It's just I, that <laughs> that was a newsome tweet so over the weekend. And that has a lot of even uh, people on both sides like, excuse me, what? And restaurant owners will tell you that's just insane. And they don't Not only the hot's food. getting hotter, the yeah. dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. That's what, that's what Newsom said yesterday. Let's hear that again. That's so good. Isn't it? Yes. It's right. Not only the hot's getting hotter, the dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. He was talking about droplets. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I missed that. Do you think that we, uh, next Tuesday, when the dust settles at the end of next Tuesday, are we still in Tier 2 in the red zone, or do we get to graduate like San Francisco, which is wetter and messier? Uh, do we get them? Uh, do, we, do we get to join them in the orange Tier 3, or not because of this new metric? Look, we're marinating in this red tier, mm. and we're going to be here for quite some time. Next week, I don't have any faith and confidence that we'll be moving into orange. It's so distant for San Diego. We're doing really well on that test positivity rate. But, of course, they look at both, and we just haven't been able to pull those case numbers low enough to be able to move anywhere. But I just I, I don't even see orange in, in the distance. And so this is part of the problem, that we know that the metrics 
will not allow us to press forward to even 50% open for a number of these businesses. And this is a significant challenge that we're facing. All right. We're going to watch that closely, as I know you will, Kristen Gaspar, County Board of Supervisors member. And uh, the day's young. We'll see what what surprises are in store from from uh, from elected officials and bureaucrats as the day goes on. Stay safe. Thank you very much. Here's a little more on the uh, – it was a lead item last night, the whole coronavirus issue and uh, the back and forth between Kamala Harris and Vice President Pence, Senator Harris and Vice President Pence, um, and the level of trust on this whole thing. And she echoed a lot of what Joe Biden said about yeah, that somehow there's no plan – and Pence obviously dealt with that. Here, here's a couple of quick segments here. I'll be out of time for one now. We'll do the second after the break. But here's segment one. Vice President Pence, you were in the front row in a Rose Garden event 11 days ago. What seems to have been a super spreader event for senior administration and congressional officials. No social distancing, few masks, and now a cluster of coronavirus cases among those who were there. How can you expect Americans to follow the administration's safety guidelines to protect themselves from COVID when you at the White House have not been doing so? Well, the American people have demonstrated over the last eight months that when given the facts, they're willing to put the health of their families and their neighbors and people they don't even know first. President Trump and I have great confidence in in the American people and, and their ability to take that information and put it into practice. In the height of the epidemic, when we were losing a heartbreaking number of 2,500 Americans a day, we surged resources to New Jersey and New York and New Orleans and Detroit. We told the American people what needed to be done, and the American people made the sacrifices. When the outbreak in the Sun Belt happened this summer, again, Americans stepped forward. But the reality is the work of the President of the United States goes on. A vacancy on the Supreme Court of the United States uh, has come upon us, and the president introduced Judge Amy Coney yes, Barrett. Thank you. Thank you, Vice but President. At, at yes. that, if I may say, that Rose Garden event, there's been a great deal of speculation about it. My wife Karen and I were there and honored to be there. Many of the people who were at that event, Susan, actually were tested yes. for coronavirus, and it was an outdoor event, which yeah. all of our scientists regularly and routinely advise. Now, they both would do that and stretch their time once in a while, and that actually allowed them to make a point and say something, which is helpful. We do have time for Kamala Harris. The same question. Here's that. The difference here is President Trump and I trust the American people to make choices in the best interest of their health. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris consistently talk about mandates, and not, not just mandates with the coronavirus, but a government takeover of health care. Thank you. Thank you. The Green New yes. Deal. All government control. We're about freedom and respecting the freedom of the American people. Let's talk about respecting the American people. You respect the American people when you tell them the truth. You respect the American people when you have the courage to be a leader speaking of those things that you may not want people to hear, but they need to hear so they can protect themselves. But this administration stood on information that if you had as a parent, if you had as a worker knowing you didn't have enough money saved up, and now you're standing in a food line, because of the ineptitude of an administration that was unwilling to speak the truth to the American people. So let's talk about caring about the American people. The American people have had to sacrifice far too much because of the incompetence of this administration. It is asking too much of the people. Susan, we talk no, about it is asking too much of the people. 
Look, that they would not be equipped with the information they need to help themselves to protect Susan, their parents the and their no, I'm children. Sorry. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're tracking um, who said the American people more, Pence has that nailed. I mean, he, he, that's one of the things, as much as I, I like and respect Mike Pence, and he's been somebody I've known as, as a friend over the years since um, he went to Congress before he became governor and all that. But, man, nobody says the American people more. He had he twice in the same sentence there. And then Kamala Harris, I know the American people just want answers. And they wish that it wasn't a two-minute, I'm sorry, we're out of time. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. The free iHeartRadio app is always here to make sure you have access to anything you like, information you need to stay connected and informed during these crazy days and nights. iHeartRadio allows you to access your favorite stations anytime, anywhere, like this one. On the go, check out the Daily Coronavirus Update podcast with multiple updates every day. Mike Slater coming up after the top of the hour. I'll be over on... uh, KUSI on television at 520 today, talking about San Diego mayor's race, which is heating up. And uh, back tomorrow at 10 with plenty of surprises for you on this very, very show. So I just saw the new ratings for the debate last night, and they have actually gone up. But it's like the fifth best in terms of viewership. Not the best, but the fifth best since 1976 when they started these things. And uh, Fox News Channel, the big winner, 11.5 million viewers. Total from all sources, 50.7 million. Here's some of the immediate reaction last night. Because, again, if you watch if you watch CNN at one point last night, they're trying to explain why, well, yeah, Pence did better than expected, but. And then the spin began. So now you hear from a lot of the usual places that it was all Harris. And you could have a lot of debates and agree to disagree on that. But it is what it is. And it's not going to move the needle, I don't think, either way. Um, in terms of people making decisions about their voting? Maybe so, but here's some of the original, right after the uh, the debate reaction from Obama buddy Gail King and her thoughts. People are wondering why Mike Pence was even on the stage. If you listen to the CDC rules, you're not even supposed to be in contact with other people when you've been exposed to someone who has coronavirus, which we know the president does. I kept thinking, I wish there were thought bubbles so we could see what they were each thinking, because many times, more on Mike Pence's side, I have to say, where he didn't answer the question, he would pivot to something else. There was at one point where uh, Kamala, when he was asked a question directly about social distancing and, uh, at the White House, and at the White House Rose Garden, and you could see Kamala's face like, yeah, now what are you going to say? At one point when they were talking about systemic racism, I think it's very interesting timing that a fly would land on Mike Pence's head at that particular time when he said that there really wasn't systemic racism. I saw the fly basically go and say, what? I mean, it was very interesting. That was, I don't want to call that a highlight, but that was certainly a memorable moment. But Mike Pence was masterful. You may not agree with anything this administration does, but in terms of his debating style, he repeatedly did not answer the question that was posed to him. Our team was following it very closely, and the vice president, Mike Pence, interrupted Senator Kamala Harris twice as often she interrupted her. The vice president interrupted Senator Kamala Harris 10 times during this debate when suburban women are certainly a key uh, constituency. Does that matter or the content of, of what was said certainly in this debate is that issue? I want to bring in Nicole Killian. Well, I think people understand if you want to finish a thought. I think everybody gives you a pass on that. But many times he went, finished that thought and then kept going. A few times I was thinking, this is a very long two minutes. Is there a highlight? I would have to, I, I still keep going back to that fly. 
because, you know, number one, I've never seen anything like that. It was a fly of color, too, that came at a very, very opportune time. And that is a Saturday Night Light skit, skit waiting to happen on Saturday. That fly. I can't wait to see it. Saturday Night Live skit is probably more appropriate. Fly of color. They went there. Do we have any comments? Newsom uh, had some comments. But they, hey, they're all purpose. What did he say? The answer is no. Yeah. And then he said about the wetter. The answer is no. Yeah, no. Yeah, so he doesn't want to talk about it. It's fine. Not only the hot's getting hotter, yeah. the dry's getting drier, the wets are getting a lot wetter. Mm. Yeah. That's deep. And Nancy Pelosi now says that as of tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment. So they're back to that. You know, Trump's out of his mind. He's incapacitated. He's got the COVID virus. Uh, let's talk about removing him from office because, you know, um, Democrats didn't do that in 1919 when Woodrow Wilson had a massive stroke. After he'd been here in San Diego, as a matter of fact. I was reading about that the other day. Um, and his wife pretty much ran the country for a while. That that was an interesting twist. But they're back to we have an election coming up and, and they're talking 25th Amendment and they hate Pence. The answer is no. We didn't have time to get to some with all this and a fine show it was. So I say so myself. We didn't even get to the uh, weird plot the FBI busted with Governor Whitmer. I'm not a fan of Governor Whit- Whitmer in Michigan. But these guys are going to try to kidnap her. She's fine. Everything's fine. She's back at home with 101 Dalmatians. Everything's fine. But <sighs> right now it's all about it's a he heard the. Uh, in one of the earlier clips, Susan Page from USA Today, who uh, is quick to use the terminology, you know, uh, Vice President Pence, you were at that event. That was a super spreader event. I just saw the cover of the Bloomberg Business Week publication, which is, of course, published by Michael Bloomberg, former Democrat candidate for president and funder of all things, put a bunch of money in Biden's campaign, too. Trump's mouth, just in that, you know, thing, it says super spreader, chaos, fear, contagion on steroids. I'm sure Nancy can use that for her 25th Amendment deal. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.